What's up, everybody? Welcome into the next episode of the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. I'm Adam Sager. He is Sean Salisbury. We got a shit ton to talk about today, including some breaking news that Sean doesn't even know yet. He's drinking Bud Light. Oh, that looks College so football, good. Brother. Wait, right, right. You, you can't even look at it, can you? Look at shit. No, I can't. Like, I really getting, can't. No. <laughs> you're getting like you're getting the hives right now thinking I got to have right. that. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, I'm missing you on a college football Saturday tomorrow. You know how we yeah. do on this weekend. It's usually a right. tradition. So cheers to you, brother. I hope everything's well. And cheers yeah, so to you. I, yeah, I, I was helping a buddy move. Yeah. And take a, a bed and then move it from my house. I'm giving he's moving into a new place and giving it to him. I, I, I didn't see the breaking news. So I'm I, this will be okay, the first yeah, I've this, heard. I'm like, can I guess? Whenever yeah, you're sure. ready. Go ahead. So so this is breaking news that just came down. Who, who yeah, who just, just came out about 45 minutes ago or so. Okay, who broke um, do you news? want to take a guess? What sport? Uh, Give me the sport. Football? College football. College. Whoa. College football. Um, They've expanded the playoffs. They have expanded the playoffs. No, I didn't know because when you said that, well, it's too early for anybody to get fired, although Nebraska. Exactly. That's, I, I was going to try and throw you <laughs> off and be like, did a coach just yeah. like, quit? Did and a, I think, well, is there a name image you'd like? Does somebody get injury? a $25 million name image you'd like right. to steal? Right when you said that, and I'm, my mind's twirling because we've been talking about expanding this, right? Yep. I'm going to say they went to – I'm not going to say they got the 16 teams, but they did expand it. How's that? That's my guess. Yes, yeah, so they, they they did expand it. They did not go to 16. The college football playoff committee has decided on 12. It, it sounds like That's this fair. is going to happen either 2025 or 2026, looking like 2026 more likely. Um uh, I got most of my information from Pete Thamel of, I believe he's with, I think he's with the athletic now. I don't know. These guys yeah, change Pete so does much. A good I job. He track. covers it well. Yeah. Pete's awesome. Um, so he's, Is he, he said ESPN either one now, of those Sakes? years. Did I not see him on ESPN? Oh yeah, he, he did. did. I, he I did think, I think he just flipped. I, I think so. I thought yep. I saw him on TV about three days ago. Yeah. So he is now, uh, or not he, they will go to 12 teams. It sounds like it will be, there's still a lot of details to iron out but they have landed on the 12 teams. So it sounds like we're looking at, for now, six conference champions, including the the, the non-Power 5 one, and then six at-largest. So how, how are we going to do this? Are you having uh, two buys and then five teams play, or everybody is one play in 12? No, I, I, two, I think it, it's got – no, it's got to be four – the top four teams get a buy. Yeah, that's the only way the it can bottom be if you're eight. given a buy, right. Exactly, because then you have to give multiple buys. So yeah, I was I'm curious. Thinking, yeah, I'm real quick. Yeah, it would be eight – four winners of those – Four right. games has to would be take on the top four, right? Because if you that in order to get to twelve, that's the only way you could do it. I mean, I guess there's other ways to do it, but that's the that that's the logical way to do it. Yeah, you said I'm doing the math. I said, well, look, ten teams and then two buys. That doesn't work out with the with the uh, the numbers, correct? So the right. four buys, eight teams, and when when you said breaking news, there's only two things came to my mind: was this or Lamar Jackson got paid. That in the NFL, yeah. that was the only other thing. And, that I was thinking yeah, about. we're we're going to get to that with the huge Russell Wilson, Wilson. extension. Here so, so six, so 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 if you do that, five plus one, and then six at large teams. Any, I, you're looking at the notes. I haven't, like I said, I just sat down. Are any, yeah, minute? Is there any minimum number to the so if if SEC can, if they want five teams, if they're worthy, they can get five teams yeah. in. No limitations. Yeah. So I'm what my guess is just off of what I've read and and. What we've seen in the past is the college football playoff committee will continue to do their top 25. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be, you know, you really got to put an emphasis on this top four of who deserves to get a buy because that's a big advantage oh, to not have dude. to put yourself fresh through legs a game. and if one of your running backs it, or quarterbacks banged up. Exactly. Rushing, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, you're going to have to figure out does so all, what I immediately did just to kind of put things into perspective, I went to last year's rankings, the final rankings heading into the college football playoff. Okay, before you so, go there, I want to hear them from you. I'm going to ask you this question. Is the committee, is, I don't know if it says in your notes, like I said, I just got here, so mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing this breaking news. Is the committee of the 13 folks, are they also picking the 12 teams? Is it now they've just expanded the playoffs? So they are, those 13 are picking the, the 12 teams? 
not I'm guessing well, it's that's really how it's going to work. It's really they're picking they're picking five teams. I mean, they're picking seven because five are automatic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, it sounds like six because the the uh, the non power five conference, the AAC, is it the highest ranked. Okay, AAC sounds so like. Or is it the highest ranked non-power five? You know, it's probably the highest ranked non-power five. Okay, so let's say, but then then if that's the case, they're really picking seven as opposed, not six, because if it's the highest ranked, they got to decide who the highest ranked is based on Cincinnati last year, that whole thing, right? Exactly. So they pick the five or automatic because they're going to win a conference championship, power five. And then the seven, so say I'm imagining these 13 are choosing and based on, you know, the, the rankings and how it goes. and But it's going to be the same thing. It's just when Herb Street and, and Reese and all those guys pop up there, it, when you know, when they start it, it's going to be now they're going to have 12 brackets as opposed to four, correct? Right. Okay. So now go on. What you so, saying, you went to last year's rankings. And who yeah, I went been? to last year's rankings to see. And now the other thing is we're going to get real, like, snubs. Because you're really going to have to be choosing between. You look at last year, the 13th ranked team on there was BYU at 10 and 2. So they would have been the first team out of the college football playoff under this new system. Uh, You had Oregon at 14, Iowa at 15, Oklahoma at 16. So, you know, everybody is talking, could it be a 16 team playoff? Those are the four that would be left out that would be in in a 16. Now, the teams that just got in, you had Pitt at 11 and two. And then the, the interesting one here, just based on record, is Utah. They were 10 and three. So now a three loss team uh, by last year's records would have got into the college football playoff. Now, what comes That's something in that, that I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to have to really get used the, to that. Now the you lose a better game, be damn good. Yeah, exactly. The committee. So be I, I don't know how I feel about that, but so let's just run through the first round matchups based on, you know, and say real quick be. about that real quick too about that. Like Utah 10 and three, as we move forward, it feels to me with 12 teams and maybe it's like, well, Sean, what's the difference with four? We usually know two for sure. Right. We, we, I mean, if you yep. can get through the sec and win it, you're going, I mean, we know yep. two, this the power and strength of schedule just because of the teams in the SEC. We know Big Ten hovering is the second best conference, right? Yeah, Close, right? To SEC. But my thing is, and normally now the Big Ten may be down on the lower half this year. We'll, we'll see. We haven't started yet, so we'll see. But say it would seem to me it, it's easier for me to judge top heavy than it is like in NFL. If I said take the AFC NFC and then we start judging the lower third teams mm-hmm. is harder for me than judging the top third because it's pretty obvious who the guys at the top are for me and you too Correct. right if if you and i were on a committee and the nfl was like college i can already tell i mean we go through okay the the division winners and then okay strength the schedule but that gets me to college you mentioned utah 10 and 3 when you start to get down there it would seem to me strength the schedule is going to have to come into play even more Big time. right yes because if you're utah yep. and you lose three games they better damn well look into like Utah playing Florida this year. That's got to come in, even though they're not a top 25 yep. team, it's still SEC, it's still Florida. So that's got to, it feels to me like expanding means more weight on who the hell you decided to schedule in your damn offs uh, at a conference schedule. So it yeah. would seem to me like the, the cupcakes, you'd want to even eliminate more, especially if you're on the outs looking in, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean why, why wouldn't you? Common sense, right? Yeah, I, I mean... It, yeah, cause it's and that's just something we're gonna have to see as teams do it because, you know, we've seen teams play tough out of conference schedule right. and lose a game, but still be able to come back and not lose the rest of the season and make it. And then we've seen it the opposite, where it's just a cupcake. And as long as you go, if you go undefeated, you're in the four, in my opinion. With yeah, but what if you're in second, six? So, Let's say you finish second in the Pac-12, and okay. the schedule, the depth of the conference isn't very good. Let's just right say that in one of those years and you're off your schedule I, i'm not i don't want to be disrespectful but you schedule san jose state i'm not saying they can't win i'm just using utah state and yeah i, I don't care who a slippery rock okay though let's say as a pac-12 and you lose in the pac-12 championship game but you beat those two, three teams 
and you've, you, you, let's say you're 10 and two say, man, pretty good schedule. Yeah. Damn the second place team in the pac 12. And here was your schedule. I, I, I how do I reward that? You get my point. So you, yeah, so yeah. Sometimes a nine and three team that got beat by their three losses. If you're out of conference, let's say you scheduled Michigan was an out of conference game. Let's say you scheduled an sec team that that's pretty good. And then you had to go on the road. And even if let's say you played Wake forced on the road and those were your non-conference games. That that has to come into play your three losses as opposed to the three I just made. So, the record. Oh, how does this ten and three team uh, not go? And the nine and three team did well. Or or, you know, they didn't get to the conference championship. Yeah. But their three losses were to three top twenty five teams. You know, I'm just saying, right? It's got to come into play. Perfect example here. Just use exactly what you just said. Second place in the Pac-12 last year, Oregon was ten and three. They would have finished fourteenth outside the college football playoff their losses last year remember they beat ohio state early in the year in the horseshoe at the shoe yes in the horseshoe and then they played fresno state stony brook and just running through those were their only out of conference games stony brook ohio state and fresno state so how do you you reward those two losses how do you reward those two losses they lost to utah twice and then Stanford once. Right. I mean, at those two games, but how's you? what I was going to say is how you reward those. Okay. Stony Brook, but look at who they lost to a 10 and three yeah. game. And then who's the other one who they lose to the third game? Utah uh, twice. Stanford. What? And yep. And then Stanford. Stanford's not right. Even though the record doesn't say it, they're always a tough out in the Pac 12. So you make points. Yeah. So, there so there's just, it, it's something that it, we're going to have to see how teams play it. And the crazy thing is, we, have so many schedules that are set up for years in advance you know we've got how do you you know out of conference schedules yeah do do you back out of these schools the small school who wants the million dollars to show up and play but it's not helping you in the big when it comes to the committee says if i'm not mistaken you wanted expansion but you were you were not big on 16 teams am i correct when i said no i definitely didn't want 16 i was I, I kept debating 12. I kind of, I kept coming back to eight. Okay. I thought eight was the number just straight up. You know, the champion's going to play three games. Now you're talking right. about a champion possibly playing four. If my math is, but right. it's okay. Academically. Cause you and I both know from middle of December to middle of January. It's they're not in school. Yeah. So that, yeah, that they're argument not doing doesn't anything. sit well with me. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. So, and, and the thing is, if you're a player that's going to the NFL, you're playing 17 games now, probably 18 coming up soon. So I don't want to hear oh, it's too you, many You games. know that's coming. Yeah, you know that's coming. And they're getting paid in college now for NIL, so sorry. I, I, I yeah. can't feel sorry for them having to play during a holiday. Sorry, I just don't. Now, the big question mark is that I saw somebody tweet out about the commissioners of all the, the Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12, ACC is – they don't know where anyone's playing. They, they, you know, we've and had the win. Big Ten has, yeah, and win. the Big Ten has met with Oregon, Washington, uh, Stanford, and uh, I don't know if it was Cal or one of the other schools in that area, in the Pac-12, about joining the Big Ten. Well, you think if they're going to join, it's going to be soon, and then they'll follow SC and UCLA when right. they come in a couple years. Right. So it, how are you planning on being five at larges if you may not even have five conferences in two years, three years, four years? You know, there, there's just so many questions, but well, you talk what about does it always come five. back to? Is it going to be power three plus three non-power three conferences? So those three automatically get in and then it's six at large teams. Because in truth, you keep doing this, man. Pac-12 has another exodus. Let's say Arizona and Arizona State leave to the Big 12 or Colorado mm-hmm. and Utah. And then Washington and Oregon. Let's just say those two bolt to the Big 10. Well, you're down to eight teams, and then you bring in Fresno State. Somebody, You, you get my point, Sig. And now mm-hmm. you're like, is that really – you're going to tell me the Power 5 and the best team in that Power 5 conference is Washington State? Stanford? Yeah. I'm not saying they're not good, but you get right. my point. That uh, to hell, like AAC, I can make an argument. It's as good as that conference when it gets right down exactly. to it. If that's the case. So yeah, power five, my ass. If we're going to do it in 2026, you, you, be, you better find out where they're all going to end up before you call it a power five. 
Right. So I, I don't know, you know, there's still, a like I said, they've, they've come out and said, basically, there's still a lot to be decided on the structure and how it'll all work. But we do know within the next few years, we will have an expanded college football playoff. Do, were, were you one? Yeah. Did you want, did you want eight or 12 or 16? Or six. I, I was more 12 to 16. 16 okay. felt watered down, but I thought, and I'm thinking, okay, could 16 actually beat one, right? I mean, in the in the big scheme of things. If you right. played 10 times, the answer is you may get inside the spread, may get inside the spread twice or one time. Right. More than likely, you'll be lucky to beat him once. Now, 16, now that, that would say, well, so who was 16 last year, Six? Tell me again. Uh, let me pull it up. It was... Well, last year would have been Alabama versus Oklahoma. Okay. See, that's why 16 gets me if they have a couple bad games. And then you say, well, 16 on a neutral. Now, if you're playing them early, but they'd have a bye week. So I imagine it's a bowl game neutral site, right? Segs are going to have it as stadium. Or are we going to reward the first two rounds to the guys with the highest seed? So it's region. I I don't know. So how are are we going to turn the bowl season? But. Now, when you say it, as, as you see, when you look at it on, when you say it out loud, oh, 16 can't beat one. And then you start to say, well, let me go through the 16th ranked team the last 10 years in college football. And you say, well, if they have a good game and the quarterback gets banged up, maybe. So 16 was the max for me, Sigs. I, I, 12, I'm, I'm good with. I like that number, mm-hmm. 16 max. And I guess I kind of like more because you may get that one year where it's like, oh my gosh, Oklahoma at 16 went on a three game run and here we are, right? It can right. happen. So, but any more than that, Seg, seems like to me it's too watered down. That's the max for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I'll take so 12. I'm good with that. Yeah. I, it, I think four was definitely not enough. It right. felt like just kind of a, it was, it still felt too much like the BCS. Agreed. Where, you know, it just with two more teams and one extra game or two extra games, however it was. And so it's going to be I a just, big cash cow, Segs. This is going to—that's well, yeah. that's why it's so. It's hard to believe they're late to the party. If you're a president, you didn't vote on this. And you hate money and you don't like sports. Simple, right? And they—they right. they finally did the right thing. They had to do this. Yeah. All right, moving on. We had other breaking news the other day. We had Russ Wilson sign a five-year, I believe, two hundred forty-five million dollar contract, a, a yep. buck sixty, a got, buck sixty-five guaranteed. Yep, one hundred sixty-five million guaranteed. Uh, this isn't a surprise that he got it. Uh, we knew he was going to get an extension. It was just a matter of how much, you know, where, how far did he go over the 46 million per year that Kyler and Deshaun got? And he ended up going up to 49, but he didn't get all the guaranteed money like Deshaun. And I think people just got to realize that Deshaun Watson. Yes. Everybody feels gross that he got the guaranteed contract because of everything he did and supposedly did. And, that kind of turned everybody off, but he put himself in a situation. The Texans put him in the situation that, and the Browns, the Browns had to basically do that to get him to say, okay, to come to Cleveland or else he was going to Atlanta or new Orleans. Yeah. So Kyler, Russ Wilson and Lamar, they just weren't going to get, they're not getting that guaranteed money. And, and Lamar, I guess is angry, you know, seeing all this contracts go out, but, dude, you're not getting the fully guaranteed contract. It's just not well, here's, happening. Yeah, here's the deal. That's the outlier. Sags. Every now and again, somebody hits on a stock market play that you're like, how the hell did this happen? Mm-hmm. And and for a guy that you look at and you feel like kind of gross talking about the off-the-field stuff about him, It's and we'll see the fourth best quarterback. Lamar's not the best quarterback in the league. He's probably going to get paid like the third best, right? So, okay. Mm-hmm. But and he may pass, bypass some. The truth is, in sports, a lot of times the best player isn't the highest paid. Sometimes yep. uh, Trout got his, but you know how that lasts, and sometimes it lasts for three months until the next guy comes along. Deshaun Watson's different. And I can guarantee you guys like Jim Kelly and Marino or even Peyton Manning are saying, complaining about a two, I mean, $165 million guarantee. Get the hell out of here, right? Yeah. Those guys, in order to get part of like, a year guaranteed, the guarantee then was in the signing bonus for a little bit. Oh, no guarantee. Right. You had to keep keep playing great football. So now I understand it, and I love it for the players, but we got to stop if you're Lamar or Kyler or Russ. The, the, the Deshaun's not, the, not yet the guaranteed money thing. Now, if all of a sudden 
Joe Burrow has two more great seasons or Herbert says we may be looking at the next fully guaranteed all con- it, it, it's going to happen yeah. at that position you and I both know it so right now and Lamar quite frankly doesn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract and neither did Deshaun but he got it. so right. for me Lamar I understand why he's pissed but and I don't know where his threshold is of the ceiling sags I already know the floor the floor has been Ian Rappaport told me the other day the floor's basically already gone by Kyler to yeah. me if I'm Lamar Jackson I need more money than Russell guaranteed. I need around the same overall that Russ makes. Yeah. And I'm good to go. In that 48 yeah. to $50 million. And if you say 250 for the same amount of years as Russ and a buck 75 guaranteed, if Lamar doesn't take it, then that's on Lamar. That's, the, yeah. the, the, that's and, on him. And that's where it comes back to the dude's doing this without an agent. You know, his mom's helped him. He's got some financial advisors, but every, you know, we talked about this with Roquan Smith. You see these guys go in here and I know they're trying to save some money by not paying an agent and Hey, more power to if you want to do it. But when things aren't going your way in negotiations, remember these teams have negotiated with thousands of players. They see this stuff all the time. They they know where their, yeah, they know where their benchmarks are and they're going to stick to them. And if Lamar's coming in saying, I want, you know, seven years, 300 and, you know, however much money overall and 250 guaranteed, it's just not going to happen. It's not right. how it works. Plus, you also need that agent, in my opinion. doesn't mean they're not smart enough to do it. Hell, we saw right. Revis and, and Richard Sherman. I, I don't mean that. Guys have been doing this for – there was a ta- – what, what was it not Dwayne Brown? What tackle in the league? There's another tackle, Segs, recently. Maybe it was in Seattle mm. – you know, it'll come to my mind, but another an yeah, offensive tackle who did his own contract. Okay, I get it. That, I'm, I'm fine with it. But it's that when things aren't going well and the team's bashing you, you don't want to hear that stuff because they're talking to you. Because what a negotiation is, I'm going to tell you how bad you were and why you don't deserve it. Then I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. some good things. And then we're going to hug when it's all over. That's where that guy comes in. And then the small print, the fine print, so you don't get hosed. And then you say, okay, if I'm saving 4% or 5% of a contract, but my agent could have got me 30 million more guaranteed or 25. It doesn't, it even out and you don't yep. have to hear all the negatives. So for me, while I get it and it's given away a lot of money, I take you to baseball and Scott Boris. Scott's not about being your best friend. He's not, he's about getting the most money for his client. And those guys in football exist too. And in the coaching agency, get the most to a point where you win. The other team feels like they won and you get out. This can't continue. It, it just can't be. I think it's hard to be an expert at two different things, like a general manager and a coach and a doctor and a lawyer and a, and a, a home builder and an architect. I mean, it's hard to do. You know what I mean? It just yeah. is. It's hard to do. If Lamar can pull it off, God bless him. You just don't want to be taken advantage of. And if you've got to give up a little more to an agent to make a little more and stay away from that, I still think Baltimore is going to step up and get him before the season's done. Cause I think it would be a mistake if they don't, as long as Lamar's not saying, if I don't get a fully guaranteed contract, I'm not coming. I, I'm not talking to you guys until the season's over. Well then Lamar's barking up a tree. That's probably, you know, barking up the wrong tree on that one. Cause that's an outlier and you're not going to get to that. All right. Let me throw this question at you with Lamar. Let's say over the next, what is it? We got a, week until the season starts well, we start a week know, from just, yesterday just over next thursday yeah, from so really it's is, it's, is it's eight days nine days nine yes days. let's say in the next nine days or eight days whatever it is that he does not sign a contract put a percentage on the chance that he is not the ravens starting quarterback in 2023 so next season 25 percent 20 percent and, I and, think and that be, would be that would be a trade, you know. They're it, if they don't work out a deal and he doesn't sign, they're going to franchise tag him. Of course they and, are. And, yes, and, and then there I'm, will talking be a about, trade. I'm talking about signed where he's a starter and he's got a new deal. Okay. Yes, I think exactly. It's, and not not franchise. It's minimal because he's not going anywhere. And when people say, "Well, he, he's going to walk," no, he's not going to walk. He's not going to have a chance to walk. The and and when you let somebody walk, like the Kyler Murray situation, all that off season talk, well. What happens? He wants traded, dude. You don't. You don't get to dictate if you're never, if you want traded. We've we've heard that message before. But what you do get, which and, and the no trade clause, I'm not even going to get into that. You know how I feel about that. But we got we do have the luxury of the franchise tag, whether you're pissed off or not. That's the way it works. And what it does do, Segs, is it 
is the team. You always got to know that if you're going to let somebody go or you're going to franchise or somebody's considering walking or we're going to consider trading, what's the option? Right. Burrow's not going anywhere. I mean, okay, so if you were to say, okay, we're going to let Lamar, we're going to, we're going to let him walk. We ain't even franchise him. What's, what, what, so you're going to sit there and say, okay, the same guy that you're trying to draft now, that, and you're not going to finish in the top 10 if you're Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, right. a quarterback, more than likely. So you're, get, you're letting a guy walk. You're going to, and I know it's a rookie salary, but trying to replace the play, it, it doesn't make sense to, unless all stuff like with the Watson thing is broken, to not pay or try to keep the franchise guy who is a legitimate franchise quarterback. So, Lamar, you and I both know when we sit here talking to in our podcast in September of 2023, he will be a Raven. It just depends on if it's under a franchise tag or 250 million bucks. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, these quarterbacks are going to get have to get used to. I think when you look at Burrow and Herbert as the next two guys after Lamar that right. need to get paid is I think those two being so young are looking at more unless they don't want to, they could go more long-term and say, you know, like more like Patrick Mahomes did and go eight years. And then with just a massive guarantee, yeah, can't you see Burrow going all- nine, nine years, $400 million type of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah right. With like 300 guaranteed or right. 270 guaranteed where you're getting huge guarantees, but you're still not getting the full guarantee. And you know, and, you're going to be there that you're not going anywhere, that that's where you want right. to stay. And that you're going to be this cornerstone of a decade franchise. Yep. All right. Moving on to college football. We had a couple games last night. We had West Virginia fall on a, just, I mean, they gave that game away, brother. That? Yeah. How do oh. you not catch that ball um, to pit 38, 31, and then the other big game was Purdue gave away a game to they Penn sure State did. And, and in their home stadium. So that's two games where they were given away. We saw some good play. But really, when I watched both games, I didn't come away oppressed with either team or with any of the four teams. Uh, and none of those four teams, I'm like, okay, these guys can – we're, we're going to see them come December talking about maybe in the college football playoff or in that top 10 range. Not happening. I would. Yeah. Okay. Are you all in on none of them? I could tell you this by the end of the season, I don't believe any of the four teams you just mentioned in those, those two games, right? The the winners Mm -hmm. and third game. But if I said none of them are going to be in the top 10, what would you say? I would agree. Yeah. I'd you're, agree. I, I, I think the I think the best team Pitt's going to get beat by Tennessee if they're not careful. In a, in yeah, that's a week or and, two. And, right. and that's where I'm kind of just based off what I saw last night. I thought Pitt was the best team by agreed I mean, that agreed. that much. Plus, I, they I mean, showed some I veteran thought, Slovis bouncing back after you know he had a little some yeah. struggles and bounced back after a pick and and was able to get him down in position to win the game. But I, they're the best team of the group that I saw last yeah. night. But they ain't if final Penn four State, worthy right now. Yeah, if Penn State isn't careful, they're going to lose four or five games this year. They should have lost that game last night. Yep. And it, it was, you know, they got that big play at the end of the half, the almost 70-yard touchdown. And then you have all that momentum going into half, and then you come out and you just lay an egg. Yep. You lay an egg in the third quarter and give up two touchdowns, and then you got lucky. You got lucky there late. So it, it was kind of, I don't want to say they were disappointing games, but um, at least oh, we they Oklahoma were very State. good games, but I didn't see yes. a power four. I didn't see a final four team in those games. Although I right. was entertained on an opening Thursday of a season. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Right. It, it was nice to see close games at the end, you know, where big plays made the difference and, and some quarterbacks stepped up. Some didn't. How about the throw by JT Daniels? If that's a six inches higher, Purdue's yeah. going to tie that game up, right? You know what I mean? When we say yep. it's a game of inches. You ain't lying, man, that throw. Yeah. And then the catch, I mean, that guy catches that ball with blindfold on most of the time. I mean, on the pick six, what a, what a tough way to lose credit to Pittsburgh and the way they, they, they continue to hang in there, but that was a hell of a football game. That's why. Yeah. It's idiocy and stupidity and dumbasses that we've waited 11 years for the backyard brawl. It lived up to exactly what it was called. Yep. And it literally, what do I say? Quarterback play, a couple players, and eight to six to eight, eight to 10 plays a game. 
go back and watch the pit game, which I know you will, and tell me they didn't come down to six to eight plays or so in the game. Yeah. It oh, did. for sure. Let, no doubt. Let me ask you this. We had, you know, we're talking about these two games. We have four quarterbacks that have been around the block. O'Connell and Sean Clifford have been at their schools the entire time. They've, you know, they've played forever. They're both like 38 years old. Right. Keaton Slovis and and JT Daniels have now both transferred away from USC and JT Daniels case a couple times. Do you think teams should keep going to guys like these four yep. that are, we've seen what they can do. It's not like these kids are, or these guys are going to come in and be like, take their level from here and jump to here at age 23, 24 in their fifth and sixth year in college football. I just don't see that. So in my opinion, and I'm answering the question I'm asking you, but I want somebody that is either going to give me a chance to win this year, but I can also see major growth to next season. And then maybe we can actually compete over playing a guy like Sean Clifford, who we've seen what he can do. He's not a championship winning quarterback. Let me ask you this. So are you willing to, in the case of these guys, you make a hell of a point. If you and I are on the same staff and I'm saying, okay, we recruited a five-star guy, but I would love to see him play as a star. I just don't think he's ready. Mm-hmm. You got Sean Clifford. We say, man, one season, let's see if we can milk this and have it goes. If he's still the best player like JT Daniels and slow, it tells me that the guys they recruited are not better or they'd be playing. Right. right? And, and Graham Harrell familiarity. I mean, they'd be better, but I, I'm with you. Now, if all of a sudden C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young come waltzing in, or one of the, like the kid from Los Alamitos, the Malik Nelson, Malachi mm-hmm. Nelson, yeah, Malachi of, Nelson. Now, listen, and and I don't have a stud in front of him. It's kind of like the draft of first round pick, and is Brett Favre there, Rogers and Favre, right? Okay, right. So if I got a bunch of guys that after they go through, I say, man, I get the transfer, and they didn't beat him out. I'm going to milk the one year out of it if it's a grad transfer or a sophomore, but. I'm leaving the door open in the next spring that if the five-star beats out a veteran, I, I listen, loyalty is fine and dandy until you beat the program down and you're not winning me a championship. So I, I, I to me, each year is a different case. Now, one of the, Malachi Nelson comes in and I got a good player, but not a great one. Uh, the, the, a veteran, then I'm going to play the guy and grow with him. If I get seven wins with him and eight wins with a veteran, I'm playing the young kid. So I go into the next year, but if I'm yeah. going to get nine wins with Clifford, and five wins with the other kid, I'm going to play Clifford until he proves to me he can't yeah. play. Does that make sense? Right. But yes, right. but it's a short-term thing. I'm trying to get the young guy that can give me three years of great football, if that makes sense, or two years in a red shirt year, whatever it is. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at the guys that have, you know, that have played three years already, and they've won maybe a high of eight games. Right. I, Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma is a case you kind of, they got some high recruits and it's got to come to your mind, right? What will he be like at Oklahoma? I agree. Exactly. So it's Oregon, Segs. Bo Nix at Oregon. Perfect example. Yes. Right. We've seen him at his peak and it's just like, is that good enough to take Oregon over the top? They're not winning a national title with him. They're not winning a national title. They'll they'll compete and grind, which tells me that they're not developing the young guy or the young guy's not good enough. Or the coach is like sold to that. We got to have a good season this year because alumni is on my ass, and I don't want that. Even though I'm a new, yeah, the first year head coach here. So those things go through your mind. But but I'm with you on that. But Bo Nix, like I said, okay. So Oregon maxes out, wins what ten games? They're not getting to the final four. You mm-hmm. and I both know it. Unless right. he has an out of body experience, he's a good player. He's not a great player. Yeah, and the Pac-12, you basically got to go undefeated to make it in. Yeah, or you're uh, not going to get the respect the- deserved, right? exactly maybe you have a shot depending on how other teams fall if you have one loss and that loss better be to either a great out of conference like say oregon this year with georgia great or you're losing to utah who's also right there but even Uh, then if you lose to utah why isn't utah ahead of you so Uh, it's just one of those things in the pac-12 like you you have to be able to basically be undefeated all right we got some monster games this weekend. So are you we picking against hit. the spread or are you picking straight up? Will you tell me? Uh, let's we'll roll straight through. up. Okay. Okay. Straight up. And if you want to throw on the spread, that's fine as well. Uh, let's start with Notre Dame, Ohio state in the horseshoe. I think it's a boat race. Eggs two and a half touchdowns. It's 17 and a half points to my knowledge. 
I, I don't think they may yeah. hang around a minute. I don't. I think the team speed Ohio State's going to run them out. I respect Freeman. It's hard for me to fathom that the fifth ranked team is damn near three touchdown dogs to the second ranked team. That are I, I think Ohio State. I'll give you those points. I think Ohio State wins, but they're they're going to win outright regardless if they're actually going to cover this one. Yeah, and you're looking at a quarterback who's never started a game for in Buckner for Notre Dame, and I mean that offense or that defensive line of Notre Dame better be special if they're going to have oh. any chance to win this game. And I, they have a kid in Isaiah Foskey who's ridiculous, going to probably be a first round pick, but he's going to have to play his ass off to have any. You chance. got Ohio but State with though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be Ohio State big and. uh it's just there's too much talent on the field for Agreed. Ohio State. Agreed. And I'm one. I always feel like Notre Dame slightly overrated every year going into the season. And they are this year too. They're not the fifth ranked team in the yeah. country, in my opinion. Ex- ex- exactly. Uh, we got Oregon at Georgia. That's in Atlanta at the Mercedes. Be around game. a minute. Guts. Bo Nix will keep around Georgia's defense, even though they get a lot of guys going to replace them. It, they're they're too tough, and it's basically a home game for them. Georgia wins. It, it may be closer than we think, but Georgia's going to with yeah I, I i see that line at 17 as well uh that that's a tough line i i want to see how stetson bennett and that offense comes out but uh yeah it, i don't think it's gonna be close. i would probably dr- lay the 17 that's yeah all. right jordan uh, like especially late like a late cover where they win by 23 yeah i'm, I'm with yeah george is just really damn good we got utah at florida in the swamp you said this is a big game for your Pac-12. Uh, interesting game. I got Utah pushing the Final Four with Baylor and your Michigan Wolverines when we're all said and done. I think Utah, they're three-point favorites, Segs, going on a road. Yep. Too much physical, good quarterback. They're going to win. It's inside a touchdown, but they win on a road. Yeah, this is, you know, Billy Napier has to, he has to get his team his way, and that's going to take some time. Yep. So while they are in the swamp and it's going to be tough on Utah, like you said, I, I think – it's just too much. Uh, Cincinnati at Arkansas is a sneaky good game this week. Cincinnati's a good football team. I like Luke Fickle. I think Arkansas is going to run it. I like their quarterback. He doesn't get enough pub, and Sam Pittman's a good coach. I'm going to take the physicality of Arkansas in a close one. That's exactly what I remember the day that Sam Pittman was hired. I remember you talking about the physicality he was going to bring to that university, and it would take some time to develop into a, a program that we start talking about again. Yep. And that's where they are. Agreed. That's exactly where they are. He's done it. He's got them physically ready to play in the sec again. And yeah, I, I think Cincinnati lost a lot of talent oh, to the yeah. NFL last year. And that's tough to replace for a school at their level. A new you know, quarterback I still think too. they'll yep. be one of the best in the, in the AAC, but we'll have to wait and see how good they really are. And then we got Florida State at LSU in New Orleans. That's on Sunday. I'm going to take LSU in a close one. I think it'll be a sloppy game. But Jaden Daniels, I think he gets a start and he'll win. LSU close, but it's a home game basically for them in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, we're pretty much on the same page for all of these. All right, and then last but not least, let's pick our uh, college football Final Four. Who, who do you have going in? You can put them in. And in order, if you want, you can put them however you think they end up. I know you, you're still debating on a few teams. Who you got in when it comes to around New Year's? Uh, I'm going – I ain't taking Pitt. I can tell you that. That's I'm smart. Going, smart. I'm going Alabama, Ohio State, um, for sure, mixed in with Georgia. And then – and I'd go in that order, my three best teams in the country – and then for me, it comes down to three other teams. And I may be completely, is your team in Michigan, mm-hmm. is the Utah Utes with Kyle Whittingham and Baylor. Um, and boy, Spencer, Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State, sneaky team this year. Keep an eye on them. I say just for maybe conference love, but maybe this is the year Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Whittingham steps up. My propensity would be to take your Michigan Wolverines again to get, the, to get back to the Final Four. But I'm going to step outside the box, and I'm going to think that they're, if they beat USC, they run the table, Utah, which will get them in. I'm, I'm going to, they're going to win in Florida. I'm going to take Utah slightly over Baylor. Baylor's got a tougher schedule, yeah, and Michigan's got a, Michigan's is going to be tougher too. 
I'm going to take Utah just on the fact if they were playing in the Big Ten, I wouldn't take them, but I'd take them higher, top 10 team. I'm going to take Utah to win uh, the fourth spot. So I'm going to think they're going to go. They got a chance to run the table now. I, I hate saying that because I want my Trojans. Utah's better right now. Yeah, I, I did consider your Trojans. I just think in year one, it's going to be a little difficult. You're going to have those games where you kind of just slip up. And next year, they're going to be a very hot team when it comes to the college football playoffs. Ooh. Talking about your yeah, Trojans. For me, I'm going Bama one. I think just with Bryce Young and that all the talent they have on defense, offense, everything, they always bring in new wide receivers that just take over games. I'm going to put them at one. I'm going Michigan at two just because, you know, fuck Ohio State. Three, I'm going. <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> I'm going. Now, you'll just wait a second. You'll kind of be like, what the hell? But three, I got Utah. I, I'm going with them. We talked about them preseason. I have them my preseason top five. I think everything we talked about, the physicality and having a great coach, it's time for one of these teams in the Pac-12 to step forward. And I think having the quarterback this year is going to be a huge difference for Utah. And then my Agreed. fourth team, yep, it was between Ohio State, Georgia. Uh, like I said, I considered USC a little bit. Baylor's definitely in there. But I'm going to go Ohio State. I think they beat Notre Dame, and then nobody beats them until Michigan. And, and, you know, Michigan's my team, so fuck Ohio State. I have Michigan beating Ohio State, but Ohio State's still sneaking in at the four ahead of teams like Georgia, who, while they still have a ton of talent, there's still – they lost so much that I think there's going to be a slip-up somewhere, yeah. and then I think Bama gets them as, again as well. Yeah, Sags, you know what's interesting? when I When I was going through this – I think everybody's throwing it off a foregone conclusion that Georgia's just going to come back better than ever. And just, yeah. and I get why, because they recruit well, but repeating, getting the same amount of big play from Stetson Bennett to win. And I believe in the kid. I love him. You know, I, I went through a check and I'm being honest with you. The first two to me seem, you know, I mean, the talent wise yet, we still got questions on Ohio state's defense. What's mm -hmm. Jim know the Knowles? How, how are they going to respond? But I, I actually, and it wasn't. I said for three Georgia, and I, I've almost got caught up in the in the wash of oh, we just got to pick them because they're the national champ and Kirby Smart and they recruit yeah. well. I don't think it's going to be as easy as they think. I, I just right. don't because of back to back, and I know they're trying to build a dynasty and they get great recruits. I actually think at some point in time that the two, the three and four hole are going to be argumentative this year. I do. And this may be a year we go, what? Like you mentioned, both Ohio State and Michigan get in, which we usually reserve that for the SEC's two right. teams, right? So I, I'm I'm with you. I'm not I'm I'm sold that they're a good team. Hell, obvious. But I don't care what anybody says. You just don't lose that many people and all of a sudden everything's just peachy keen. You're just back to being normal again. Right. I've seen that happen with my Trojans before. Dominate, dominate, whoa. Well, you lose, you know, a bunch yeah. of three starting linebacker. I mean, it gets tough. So I'm with you. I, I think we we have bought into, and we should, Georgia, but I'm not so sure that we should all of a sudden just discount the fact that Georgia's a no-brainer automatic. Right. I'm, not, I'm not sold on that yet. Yeah, you don't lose, you know, basically, what, seven, eight starters on that defense that was so good to the NFL. They all went to the NFL. And, yeah, you still have talent, Jalen Carter and – and Nolan Smith and the, the cornerback uh, Ringo, the the talent's there, but it's not like it was last year. And and the SEC is still the SEC. It's still tough to go in every single week and beat Kentucky and then Tennessee and then Florida and then Auburn. You know, depending on what your schedule is, there's a lot I in agree. that in that conference. So they just it beats you down. So yes, Texas A and M is going to be good. That's a wear down. It's a beat down, right? So, and now just imagine when they get Oklahoma and Texas in there in a, in a couple of years or whenever it is, it, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, I, I just think, you know, is it going to surprise me if Georgia's in the final four? No, because Kirby Smart is one of the best Agreed. coaches in college football. But this year, I'm going to leave them out just based on the fact that I think Ohio State and Michigan both have teams that can run the table until they meet at the end of the regular season. And then, Whoever right. wins that game and goes on as long as they win the Big Ten title, I think both teams will be discussed for the Final Four uh, when it comes time in 
what late November, early December when we decide after the conference championship games. All right, one more thing right. I want to throw at you, Michigan. We talked about this dual quarterback system they're running. And they're doing something even more unconventional than we've talked about. Cade McNamara will start game one against Colorado State. J.J. McCarthy will start game two against Hawaii. Just give me your first thoughts when you saw that plan from Jim Harbaugh. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, he's kind of kicking the can down the road. But he's also, I think yep. both guys are just going to play, and it's going to be a lot of similarity to what we saw last year. I think we're talking about something that's going to end up, and it may be one the opposite. One guy starts, J.J. starts, and McNamara comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I can tell you this, not one of them's not going to sit on the sidelines the whole time. They're going to play right. both of them in every game if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. So say, and listen, this is, we, we, you know how I love Harbaugh. He's mm-hmm. quirky, dude. This is yeah. get people talking, make them second guess, wonder why he uses the term biblical. You know, so that's Jim. <laughs> so I take, I kind of, I file away about 75 to 80% of it. And the right. other 20% I know is hyperbolic and he's just trying to get a reaction. Come on, man. You know who he's he's he, Jim's not dumb, right? He knows exactly what he's doing and he's doing it. Listen, both quarterbacks will play well in the first two games and they are going to win. So what they win 51 to three and 49 to 17. And we're going to say, oh, this guy's better. No, I don't know who they're running out first. I really don't. And I usually hate two quarterback systems. This is one of the few times in my life, knowing what both bring to the table and what it does for them. I and, and it seems like, well, I know they both want to just start play all 75 snaps or 80 snaps. Right. It, 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 this is, and I'm, I usually hate them. I'd hate it if I was a player, but they've adjusted to it. And I personally think that they can win with it and sustain it until they're at some point in time when Jim's done that the next group of guys, two years from now, when these kids are gone, he's, he's going to settle on one. Yeah. But, I, I listen. I take it with a grain of salt. Jim's not fooling me on this. Going to play them both. Hell, you don't. I can tell you this: Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels are both going to see action for LSU. Right. I don't know who's going to start. Your quarterbacks are better, obviously, as a whole. So at Michigan, I don't read too much into. It. They're both going to win. They're both going to play, and they're both of the ability to sustain success. And whether it's the first game or the national championship game, you will see both JJ McCarthy and Cade McNamara in the game in every game throughout the season, more than likely. Yeah. It, it, what, what's going to be interesting is the fact that McCarthy is starting game two against Hawaii. Well, in week zero, Hawaii played Vanderbilt. Hawaii gave up 63 gave up points. 50 plus, yeah. Yeah. 63 to Vanderbilt, maybe the worst power five team in the country. Uh, what is, you know, if JJ McCarthy say gets 80% of the snaps, everybody wants this high flying offense with JJ McCarthy. Well, they may get to see it. And then some uh, come in a couple weeks against Hawaii in the big house. That, that was Vanderbilt traveling to Hawaii <laughs> and scoring 63. What the hell is Hawaii going to do? Yeah. And you know what sags about this? <clears throat> if you, if you were telling me Michigan was opening up against Georgia and give me another top uh, university of Houston. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's just say that now I, I got something to measure. Right. Come on, man. There's not that I don't, I no disrespect to the two teams. We're not measuring them on this. It's, it's unfair. Okay. It just, right. it's going to be an unfair matchup. Both should play well. They're going to run it. They're going to get physical. They're going to knock the, the, the other team in the mouth and Jim will back off. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's easy to say I'm playing them both against these two teams. Jim wouldn't have said that if you were playing to get now playing both, but starting both. Yeah. If the first two games were Ohio State and Southern Cal, right? Right. right. Then, then we're looking at a whole different ball game. So, yeah, I it's, it makes me smile, and I hate two quarterback systems. This is one of the first times in my life I'm like, okay, I'm good. It I, seems I, to I, work. Although, right, as a quarterback, they hate it. I assure you, yeah. they hate it, and they want to play. But they both seem to ego put aside because McCarthy could have just up and left. Yeah. And, and 75 schools would have stood in line for him. He's there. So they, they just laugh. I mean, they just compete and keep doing their thing and keep winning. So I, they're the one team I don't have a problem with doing it because it seems to fit what Jim Harbaugh does. Yeah. And the one thing people forget is JJ McCarthy missed all of spring with a shoulder issue. 
So he, you know, he did not throw until late in the spring, early summer. So this is just more work for right. him, you know, against, like we said, two inferior opponents where you're just kind of, these are like preseason games, get the, get the cobwebs out, you know, get the, 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 you know, the it's nervousness up, out. It's nothing yeah. more than these two to pre- Pre-season, pre-season for them, even though we don't have it. Right. Right. So right. It, it'd be interesting to see how it works and how. Yeah, Jim... you're going to be 2-0, and oh, dude. Yeah, exactly. Your Wolverines are going to be 2-0, and oh, brother, so you're good I, to go. I'm right. not worried about it because, like you said, Jim's a weird dude. He's, yes, he is. He's going to just continue yes, to do is. shit like this all the time. So, all right, that'll be it again. And I don't hate him for it, dude. I, nope. I don't hate him for it. I'm okay with it. That's him. So, your ass is just sitting on what uh, back on the back patio with all the TVs going tomorrow. Just I'm for, about to go out there I, about 10 30. I got to do an to... interview for. Yep. Oh, dude, starting early, man. Yep. Bloody Mary's flowing at 10 a.m. Breakfast burritos. People are coming by. I think our guy Joe George is coming by in the nice. morning. A bunch of them. So I'm going to, it's an all day like open house. Come on by when you get there. If you want to get here early, have at it. The doors will be open and I'm a Bloody Mary it and toast and do all those things. And, yeah, that's exactly what I'm damn well. Four TVs outside, barbecue and tri-tip on the grill, and just come and go and have it all. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know Saturdays are off. I don't, yep. I, I shut it all down for everything but that. So I'm good, man. And we got I'm some good. games tonight, too, worth watching. Damn right we do. So damn right. I'm, I'm, should I show you this again? Just God to damn it. Now I got to leave the house to go get more just because uh, I don't have any in the house. Yes, I, you do. I, I haven't been drinking as much since I was it sick. It takes two and i'm not drinking much but college football means i gotta have i know that's yeah that's the thing hell i went 75 days on this hard challenge without one sip 75 days it just ended mid like august 15th so i'm fresh at this but taps got dos equis got an ipa we're gonna tilt that you know it's about 29 30 degrees all right that'll do it for cigars here saying see that right over there let me turn this let me turn that you see, see that, that that creature there right below? That's my humidor. So basically, I know you want to flip me the middle finger, but yeah. you know, dude, there's a bed that you all, whenever you need a vacation, it's right here for you. Yeah, it, brother. We'll uh, miss gonna, you though. We'll I'm miss take you. off to the airport right as we get done here and just hop on. on the first plane to Houston. So there you go, brother. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. Thanks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.